Hey gang, you're listening to Lisa Marie Van, aka Victoria from WWE, aka Tara from Impact Wrestling TNA, and you're listening to WNS Podcast. And if you are not tuned in, I'm going to come back and widow's peak your butt. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Eber. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 175 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. Guess what? What? You can find us on Stitcher. What? Beyond Pod. Huh? And Player.fm. No way. You know how? No. Search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. It all makes sense now. Um, you can find the main site on Twitter at WN Source. We are at WS Podcast. Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler's at Tyler underscore Aver. Very cool. So, yeah, so welcome to the show. Got a lot to talk about this week. Going to have some really cool segments for you guys, including a special interview with former WWE diva, former knockouts champion, Lisa Marie Varen. You know her as Tara. You know her as Victoria. We know her as Lisa. Really cool. So... Definitely something to look forward to. But first, how you guys doing? You guys doing all right this week? Doing good. Yeah. Glad to be back in the studio. Yay! Uh, also, to come apartment. To apartment. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, it's just. Do we need to make him pay rent? <laughs> I'm glad to be back hanging out uh, yeah. with y'all. Uh, pretty off a uh, rough weekend. Yeah. And last few days, just with like no a lot fun. of stuff with like work and a lot of people uh, personal to- life. So. Yeah, a lot of craziness going on, but we're glad that you're back. Happy, happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, good yep, stuff. Yep, yep. Doug, how are you doing this week? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Cool deal. Did you have a good weekend? I was okay. Yeah. All right. So welcome to the show. Let's dive on into some of the feedback that we got. First one's coming to us from Everybody Alan. In the pool. Everyone in the pool. From uh, Alan from Stitcher saying, "Hey guys, first off, thanks for choosing me for the prize pack. I got my." Thunder in Paradise t-shirt, and it is awesome. Uh, I'm with you guys on so many things. The Kane and Daniel Bryan storyline is so bad that it hurts. I'm still not sold in Cesaro's music either. Uh, I liked it better when he didn't have any music. Uh, It felt pretty old school with that. Uh, Thank you for your Legends House lineup. For me, if they were to perfect human cloning, I would clone Kali seven times and put (laughs) all eight Kali's in the house. Keep up the good work. Hashtag B plus penis. Hashtag push Collie. Is Alan secretly Seth also? <laughs> I think... Uh, Alan, let us know uh, if you're secretly Seth. Yeah, are you secretly <laughs> Seth or is Seth leading a cult or what's going on here? Nah. <laughs> Follow the Collies. Follow would, the Collies. Not only would I not watch that show, but I would not give a review on that arm section either, like that goes, so. Boom. 
So, uh, yeah. Bad, but... so, thanks for the feedbacks from, from Alan. I do appreciate it. Next bit of feedback is coming from 8LukeS saying, A comedy gimmick match involving size without Kali. Hashtag bullshit. Hashtag push Kali. What's going on? I, I didn't read any of the comments before we started <laughs> this week. Are they all about Kali? At least for feedback, yeah. <laughs> wow. See what you guys have started. You know, what, was Seth I know what Seth did. Uh, Y'all encouraged it. People are, are Y'all outvoted me. Seth. I tried to make it. And I think Seth is secretly inviting people to like the Great Colleague <laughs> WWE Universe page. He's, he's I think I think he's like Seth Rickson. Is. <laughs> Seth Rickson is everybody. <laughs> no, I think Seth Rickson catfished like 20 accounts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really just him. He's. Have you ever seen Catfish? He's like all 20 of these people talking about Colleague. <laughs> He's like having conversations with himself right now. I tried to get you guys to not vote for Kali. Y'all insisted, and now y'all are paying hey, the price for it. I still like Kali, okay? Y'all are making me I pay the price like for it, too, and I do not He's like Joe that. Cool, a.k.a. Joe Cool. I still like him. Anyways, so thank you for the feedback. We do have some feedback, but it pertains into the Q&A, so make sure you stick around for that. But let's... Well... What did I just say? <laughs> we'll see. It'll, we'll dive on into it. We'll dive into some dive more, in, more diving. Stuff. Head this first, is, uh, neck first. The Kali section. So, um, but yeah, but it is time to dive on into what happened to Raw. We need to make like a little Kali bumper for this Kali <laughs> segment. Kali siding. <laughs> Anywho, so we kick things off with Raw with the uh, shield coming out. Um, talking about how they're still standing. If uh, you know, if that's the best that Evolution has got with the beatdown that they received last week, then uh, you know they seriously, seriously need to uh, make some adjustments because it's not going to be enough to stop the Shield. Um, do you believe in the Shield? I do believe in the Shield, and uh, you know we got to see the uh, the limo come in through into the arena, and uh, Evolution was getting out, and Triple H had to sign some documents, and. Uh, Shield decided they're not going to wait around. They charged the backstage area and put a beat down Fuck on those motherfuckers. On Evolution. They're going to jump them quick. Yeah, and that's exactly what they did. So, uh, uh, Doug, what do you think about this opening segment? Uh, I was down with it. I liked. Yeah. Um, I like most of the mic work. I liked what they had to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I liked that they they wanted to fight, so they didn't like wait around. They saw them come up, so they took the fight to them. I was uh, I was good with it. Definitely, it was it, you know, it it added a little flair to for, to this feud. I could have um, done without um, Roman saying I'm going to make you believe in me because they're they're so much of their identity is like them as a team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I, I, I didn't really feel like. I mean, it was fine whenever they were like deliberately teasing dissension, mm-hmm. but uh, it felt real out of place for him to be like, "I'll make you believe in me." Like, it's about me. I'm the big dog. Right? Well, I mean, it's I, not the I, time I, to do it. I like when they call him the big dog. Yeah. I don't, you know, when they're like, you okay, big man? You know, like, I like when they do it, but I don't like when he refers to himself <laughs> that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> that mic work where, uh, where Reigns was kind of pacing back and forth. And, and was it Ambrose or Rollins when he turned around? He was Rollins. like, hey, you're looking a little pissed off there. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, for all that stuff, it's, I mean, if they're, they're doing this right now. It's not time for them to split. So mm-hmm. why are they doing this right now when they, they teased it a while back, but now, you know, they're a unit. Yeah. They're for sure, you know, they're taking on evolution. It's not time I think to it's do one that. of those where he's building more confidence Setting. in himself. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know. Save it for Rollins and Ambrose. I like when they refer to him as big man and yeah. big yeah. dog. 
because it shows like camaraderie. But mm-hmm. when he does it, it comes off as like I'm about myself. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, so all in all, it was a it was a pretty strong start to to Raw. Uh, I know a lot of people felt that this this Raw was kind of off. I had a, I had good feelings about this one. I thought it was much better than last week's. Uh, the crowd was more into it. The you know some of the matches had uh, you know progressive storylines. So uh, I I didn't have a big issue with Raw. Uh, but the first matchup, we got to see RVD going up against Jack Swagger. Uh, the bell rings, and we get to hear the mystical music of the Exotic Express. And Adam Rose comes down to cause a distraction and gets RVD the victory. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've seen like a little bit of him on NXT, and I, I really didn't get to see too much before the network came, and I didn't get to see him as Leo Kruger. Mm-hmm. So I still don't know too much about him. Uh, but right now it's just the entrance, all that stuff is the hype, and I'm want to see what else is going to go on. But I don't know how it's going to turn out with him and Swagger. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. will see. Because the match itself, I think they said it was like 20 seconds long. Well, but, they uh, all they did was he came out and paraded around, and then uh, as soon as Swagger turned around, so, RVD hit the kick, and that was the finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what did? What do you think about this whole Adam Rose Jack Swagger feud that seems to be going on? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I I don't know that there's anything to say at this point. Yeah. I mean, all they've done is not much. Yeah, not much. I mean, I mean, I don't have any problems with it. I just it, it, it hasn't developed to the point where I think you could even have an opinion about it right. at this point. I mean, he just prayed it around. Think, I mean, do you think that Swagger is a good opponent for Rose to introduce himself to? Uh, well, not not having seen and not having seen enough of uh, Rose's work, I don't know if they would match up well. Right. And uh, Swagger is not a guy who's gonna be a great promo. I mean, I get, that's why Zeb's there. So I don't know if he's gonna be able to. He seems to be, Zeb seems to be a good enough foil for him if he's gonna be doing all the talking like him because they are such like polar opposites as people. I guess they could play off each other well. Mm. But as far as will his ring work complement um, Rose's, I haven't. I don't know. And that's the thing, like like Tyler said, you've only seen so much on NXT with him as Adam Rose, and the hype is all around his entrance, not necessarily his matches. His matches are like five minutes, and then he's done. So it'll be interesting to see where they where they go from that. But uh, RVD does end up getting the victory. Uh, that takes us into the next matchup: Paige versus Alicia Fox. And uh, we definitely got to see a different side of Alicia Fox. They gave her the microphone. She gave out a promo saying, "Hey, you know, you've pissed off everyone in the back." No one wants you here. Why don't you just leave? Um, showed an ag- much more aggressiveness uh, than we've seen in the past from Alicia Fox. Um, Paige ends up getting the victory. Um, it was probably like one or two moves of offense that Paige got in, yeah? She literally only hit her finish. Yeah. and uh, But Paige did, did end up getting the victory, uh, and Alicia Fox kind of went berserk around the uh, announce table and... You know. I put it this way: It's the match. If it if it had been Cena in it, people would have been like shitting all over. It. Yeah, like he just this, took he just took all the punishment right. and then hit the SDF and won. Right. So yeah. So um, I mean, it was definitely that. That's exactly you know, the the best way to describe uh, that match. Also, was it main event we just saw? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Alicia Fox grabbed the mic and said something again. A little not not mm-hmm. as much. <laughs> I really got the impression the. They were so like unconvincing the the commentary team about how they're like um, being like oh well you know she's she's 
you know, doing what she's doing, we're not really going to say it. You could tell they were like, you just flung that fucking drink all over me. Like, she's not <laughs> of, of the status that could get away with flinging drinks all mm -hmm. over them, you know? But they had to play it off on camera anyway, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then she uh, she took JBL's hat. Right. You can tell they were like, they had to sell it for the camera, but this they were like, bitch. who the fuck do you think you are? You're nobody. <laughs> so, uh, and there were, there were, uh, over here taking people's shit. And, mm -hmm. and there were rumors <laughs> going around. Uh, there were immediately rumors going around that she was quitting and that was her sort of farewell and all that, but that, you know, proved to be dist uh, you know. I didn't take it that way. I just took it as they were like very unconvincing as <laughs> oh, well, I don't want to mess with her. They were clearly like, hey, stay away from her. Hey, she's coming back. Get away. Yeah, they were uh, clearly like, who the fuck does she think she is? I chuckled a bit Is whenever it? she first hit her hand on the announce table, out. and then she was, "Ow!" They're like, "Is she all right? <laughs> she all, she all up there?" I don't have any problems with Alicia though. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't either. She likes that tilt the world backbreaker a lot, doesn't she? She does it like four times. <laughs> That's her yeah. offense, man. That's her offense. Like it's flashy. So, yeah, Paige ends up defeating Alicia Fox. Um, next up, we got to see Daniel Bryan come out and uh, and talk about the path. Of his career, the journey, and the the dangers of his offensive style, and that it may have taken its toll because he has to have neck surgery this week. Um, really, kind of shocking stuff. You don't know if it's like storyline or if it's you know, or if it's real. And you know, turns out, yeah, he's gonna have to have neck surgery this week. Um, he might be out. You know, I think they said anywhere from four to eight weeks. I heard like six to eight. Yeah, I think that's like. Probably that's more probably accurate. on the um, not. That's probably not the conservative end of the spectrum either. Yeah, especially with neck, you would think that would be more. But well, I heard that it's less serious than you know Edge and Stone Cold. I mean, it, right. with neck surgery, it's always serious. Right. But it's you know not as endangering, I guess. Uh, like he'll he could make a full recovery and be and be fine, uh, and just be out six to eight weeks. So uh, you know, really. Couldn't come at a worse time, you know. Yeah. I mean, he is like jinxed or yeah or something. It's that New Orleans voodoo. I'm telling you guys. Uh, I wonder if they're gonna do like he's got to drop the towels or he's gonna do what? What did CM Punk got hurt when he did that long reign? They just let him keep it. Yeah, he went for a while without defending it. Well, I think what I what I had heard is they're waiting to see how the surgery goes yeah. before they decide. Because before I'd heard that, I was like, well. Because they did like a, a, a further injury angle later on in the show, and I thought yeah. I would much have at that point before I had heard they were waiting to see how long he could possibly be out. I thought to myself, I would rather, I would much rather have seen Stephanie come out and just make it demand that he vacates the titles. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be better heat for her, better sympathy for him, and make for a much better return when he came back. Yeah, but I, I guess if they're not sure if they're gonna have him vacate then i guess they're just hanging on that was the safest road till then i guess if he has to get in thursday then um that's the safest way they could have gone about it mm -hmm. but i'm telling you guys it's that new orleans voodoo someone put a hex on him or something because man poor guy i mean literally on top of the world yeah to all losing of, everything yeah you know, losing his father losing connor you know now he has to have neck surgery and it's just it's Tough breaks, man. So. Yeah, I feel really bad. He's clearly, I think, one of the reasons that, uh, so many fans tend to rally around him and why he's so mm. popular. As you can tell, like he's 
he's you can he seems to be a really genuine good guy yes. and i think that's part of the reason he's so popular yeah. so it's it's sucks to see like a good dude go through some some tough times and did you see the reports that some some of the uh officials in wwe actually think that the the yes chant is you know they're not chanting yes in support of daniel bryan they're chanting yes just to chant yes uh well i i don't agree with that i don't yeah i don't yeah. agree with that either because that's you know um, still people feel that way you know when Seamus well, comes out the fans right aren't chanting yes when Cena comes out the fans aren't chanting yes when D- Daniel Bryan comes out the place goes off so he still gets a really good reaction mm-hmm. it's crazy that people still feel that way all the shit that's happened you truly don't think that they're chanting yes because yeah. you know some people are just uh stuck in their ways so but you know we certainly do hope that uh, Daniel Bryan gets a uh, a quick recovery and comes back better than ever. Cause, damn, with a robotic arm. <laughs> well, maybe not that far. It's a but, neck. Yeah, robotic neck and arm. Neck and, and arm. leg and leg. Damn. Why are you trying to pile on parts he doesn't? Why are you need? making him cyborg and heart? Robotic heart too. I don't know. I Anything messing. else? I'm just messing. Whole Robo- robotic body. There's robotic, a robotic clone robotic of Daniel Bryan versus. Oh, that'd be weird. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Robotic heart, neck, no, 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 no. That's, arm, that's normal. leg. That's, that's all normal. How yeah, would you book yeah. Robo Brian's return? <laughs> <laughs> he comes, I mean, because you got to think about it. Cyborg, would it be Cy Brian? I don't know. How would you book his return? Because clearly there's going to be some fairness issues. And he's a cy- is he Cyborg or really Android? I all this stuff. I don't really have Is he Robot, plan. Android, well, or Cyborg? Well, spoiler alert, we don't have a Total Diva segment, so you better fill some time and fit. <laughs> Fantasy book this. Oh, uh, fuck. Uh, fantasy book Brian's return as a cyborg. Is he cyborg, android, or robot? Because if he's gonna go robot, then you're gonna have to do everything, not just neck, arm, leg, yeah, he's, and he's, heart. He's cyborg. 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 Okay. Then he's gonna take out Kane and Evolution. He's gonna shoot missiles at them. I don't know fucking know because he's robotic. He has missiles in them. So himself. Evolution and Kane are standing in the sucks. ranks. <laughs> I know, right? So, so let me get this right. I'm not prepared for Evolution this shit. I just randomly said shit. So Evolution and Kane are standing in the ring. Is Stephanie there as well? Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> okay. I, look, I don't even... Look, I'm. you guys are way ahead of yourselves because I don't even know how he passed the physical to come back <laughs> because there's clearly some issues because he has metal body parts. <laughs> but he's good to go. He can it's, perform. Right, but... It, <laughs> But it clear is he and in the site? Weapons apparently. He, but he then he have to start a cyborg division for it to be fair, right? Yeah, that's well, true. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like. Yeah, you can't just go around clocking people with metal limbs. It's not like a metal rod. His whole well, fucking that's what limb. I'm saying. Make him an android where the he metal part is underneath a synth- synthetic skin. <laughs> he has to agree to pull his punches. <laughs> Well, that's why I say, you know, make him an android so the so the metal will be underneath a uh, a softer softer skin. So you got Kane, Evolution, Stephanie First of McMahon. all, Brian's got a peaky promise to pull his punches. <laughs> it's going to pull his punches. You know, Ring of Honor, they have the Code of Honor. Brian has the yes. peaky swear before he starts. But see, we don't have to worry about that because according to Tyler, he's going to shoot missiles. He's going to... So, why does he? Why would he have to agree to pull punches if he's going to shoot <laughs> missiles? <laughs> so, is this music? Is this music going to hit? Is he going to come in through the crowd, or how does this play out? Okay, there's a difference between shooting people with missiles than yeah. wrestling. Okay, well, obviously, because <laughs> yeah. you're talking about life and death here. Yeah, so, big difference. We get it. 
Well, okay. So you've got the authority. Dead, but there, there's going to be this trap door in the ring, and then they're all going to, like, disappear, whatever, when the mm-hmm. missiles hit and, like, big explosions. Oh, so they came prepared. Yes. They knew they're he was... They not really die. Okay. Yeah. But it's going to... I mean, is it going to look like they evaporated it from the explosion? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's all we're talking about. And Brian's actually a robot, but they're gonna, <laughs> but they're gonna work a fake death with missiles. <laughs> Brian is shoot robot, but they have to work the death so good. You don't want them to get hurt. <laughs> he can't. Yeah, he pulls punches, and he can't hit him. He can't do snug punches because that's still gonna hurt. I mean, is his face all normal, or is it? I mean, how much... Okay, so we've got one leg, one arm, heart, neck. What else? We'll leave it like and that. And he has to have something in order to launch the missiles. So does that come out of his shoulder? Yeah, he has or? like some weird back thingy. Yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe his spine is robotic. I don't know. Does he still have the long hair and the long yeah, beard? Yeah, we'll leave that. Okay. Yeah, no robotic beard. Okay. I'm just making, hey, I'm just making sure. Yeah. So, trap he door. Can shoot trap door. Trap door for six hey, people. In the bathroom. Five, this is clearly going to go in for a while. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this is the middle of Raw, too. <laughs> yeah. So, it's happened. Is it okay? Do you, do you kick off Raw? Do you start the second hour or do you start the third hour or do you close out the show with the missiles? Close out the show. Close out the show? Yeah. Okay. So, would you lead into the segment throughout the night? Be like, man, I'm so glad Dean O'Brien's gone. I heard that, you know. They had to replace his arm with a plunger and, you know. Oh, <laughs> I mean, how, how does this work out? Play it out for us, man. God. Uh, it's not going to be a plunger. It's going to be like like a full robotic arm with missiles. Right, but, you know, they've got to make fun of him. Yeah, so. So he's got missiles in his arm and a rocket launcher that comes out of his shoulder. I guess, yeah. I guess uh, they're going to make fun of him because they're going to wear like a. Like someone's gonna pull their arm inside mm-hmm. their sleeve and all that stuff, and I guess have like so a stick be... or something. Oh, like that. Okay. Someone's gonna have like an eye patch, trying to make fun of him, even though he doesn't ha- like his eyes are fine or whatever. And he's gonna have. He's still gonna have normal vision. He's yeah, not yeah, gonna have like one vision. of those zoom eyes or whatever. No, 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 no. Okay. So they're gonna be basically they're in the ring to taunt him. Yeah. And then he comes out and is like, "No, screw you, jerks." Yeah, fuck you, motherfuckers. Fuck you, motherfuckers. <laughs> have some rockets. Yeah, have some rockets. Yeah? Yeah. Would he say have some rockets or would he say suck on this or, you know. Suck on this rocket. Suck on this rocket. Okay. <laughs> but that, Stephanie's going to be outside the ring. She's not going to be in the ring? No, she's not going to be in so the ring. So she's in risk of the blast radius. Yes. Does she get injured? Um, I think she jumps into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so she has time to duck out. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Batista doesn't get it either because we need him for Guardians of the Galaxy, too. So he, Even though it's fake, whatever. But, and the movie's already shot. Well, for the second one. Uh, the sequel. The sequel. Right. So, so Triple H and Randy Orton and Kane. So they're all under the ring. Yeah. But Batista's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he still in the ring or does he go under the ring? Uh, I think he brings Stephanie out. Or does he turn into Brass Body? Brass Body. From... Man with the Iron Fists. Yeah, he could do that. And so that's how he's okay, right? Have we lost any listeners by now? <laughs> I'm sure we have. Okay. Well, let's just roll with it. Oh, okay, sure. Okay. We're trying to fill time until Doug gets back and we we'll start <laughs> finish talking about Raw. I mean, we can easily go back into Raw, but I just want to know, oh, where, okay. you know, we're diving into the mind of A-Bear oh, here. I just randomly said shit, and you know, yeah. want, well, you want me to elaborate on stuff I just randomly I mean, there's spit out. There's something going on up there, and we got to know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, 
<laughs> my head is full of random thoughts. <laughs> yes, just it random. Is. It doesn't. I don't like like super think about like oh this. Yes. Yeah. So, so Dan O'Brien. Oh, goes dude, that would be cool if they made an action figure of a robotic bride because <laughs> I would definitely buy that shit. Yeah. Yeah, Doug would too. We need to we need to get on that. Yes, you know how okay. You know how with the Batman toys, so like, yeah. oh this is Aqua whatever suit Batman. Yeah. This is well Daniel Bryan armored or robotic robotic Bryan. We need to get in touch with a toy company Fuck that, yeah. that makes action figures. Yeah, he has little missiles and you shoot out of his arm. Would it be like one of those where like his wrist falls down and the and the rocket comes out of his wrist? Sure. Because because you could have that, you know, like the spring loaded rocket or whatever. <laughs> People could do that, yeah. you know, like, you know, you got the elbow joint, the shoulder joint, and you have the special wrist thing yeah. that falls down, and the rocket comes out, and you could shoot out of that, and, like, you put the wrist down, and you push the missile in, and then he's got a little button on his forearm, and oh you press it, gosh. and it launches I would out. definitely buy that shit. Yeah? Yeah, I would. See, there you go. Oh, my god. And you could even make the specialty ring with the trap door. Yeah. Just for that one. Yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. You'd buy that? How much would you pay for that? For that action figure. Action figure. What's a no- what's a normal action figure run these days? These days, they're mm-hmm. close to like ten dollars. Ten dollars. Okay, so obviously this is a special edition, one of a kind. What would the going rate for this go? Go for? If it's only one of one, it's special edition. Uh, let's say five hundred. Five hundred. Um. Yeah. Twelve to fifteen dollars. Twelve to fifteen bucks. Yeah. You pay that? Yeah. Would you buy more than one? One to keep in package, one to play with? Yes. There you go. Yeah. You're smart. Yeah. Good deal. So, so diving yeah. back on the end of Raw. <laughs> Sorry, we took, a, we took a right turn and uh, right turn we didn't go back. We went as far as we could and yeah. Doug, Doug's not back. So, yeah. um, We did make Doug laugh about pulling the punches. So. <laughs> yeah, so he's got to pull the punches. You don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to kill the guy. I like Spider-Man too, you know? Well, and Spider-Man in general, you know, they say, oh, he can actually kill someone just by, you know, hitting them, but he pulls all of his punches, whereas in the, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 2, it looks like he's throwing his full force into it and not doing stuff. But he caught a car, so that's pretty cool. Um, welcome back, Doug. So, uh, so diving back in to Raw. Um, what a miss. <laughs> a lot. A lot of stuff. A lot of interesting uh, stuff. There's also going to be action figures of yeah. Robotic Brian. Oh, stuff. How could there not be? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna buy. He's gonna buy two of them. I'm gonna buy two. One to play with. One to keep in the package. Yeah. And we talked about how the arm would fall down, and that's where you insert the missile. And nice. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so the next matchup we got to see John Cena and the Usos teaming up to go up against the Wyatt family. Um, I felt like this was a very entertaining and exciting matchup. The crowd was definitely hot for it. Um, you know. Wyatt family's definitely getting over. Usos are getting over, and Cena's doing his job as, you know, as the as the guy. So, um, Doug, what did you think about this matchup? I thought it was fine. I mean, I I wasn't as into it as you were, but I didn't have any problems with it. Yeah. How about you, Tyler? Uh, I'm the same. Uh, it's just uh, probably mentioned this like a while back. It it's just crazy to see that and uh that the usos are really over no i mean yeah that's good that they are but you know there's a point like a long period of time it's like man push these guys push yeah these when guys. are they gonna get their chance yeah, and they you know they're in their thing right now you know? mm-hmm. so uh so after the <laughs> matchup <laughs> in my head what i really was hoping tyler was gonna say is yeah i feel the same but back to the cyber <laughs> <thrust> stuff. <laughs> yeah man <laughs> so 
after <laughs> so after the matchup, uh, Bray Wyatt got on the microphone and said, "Thank you, John. I now know what I have to do." Didn't tell us what he has to do, but let us know that he now knows. So um, yeah, look forward to that that feud to continue. Uh, next up, Evolution came down. They cut a promo, and Batista was sick and tired, and sick and tired, and sick and tired. Um, and then uh, Shield attack him again. So getting getting the once over for the second time in the night. Um, what did you guys think about that? Thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point, they've been ambushed enough that you know anything is fair fair play between these guys at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine with the sneak attack. I thought it was pretty well done. And the beard really works for Batista. <laughs> is it just me? Or yeah, I'm like, like it, it looked like he colored it. Yeah, cause... it does, but it sort of like works for him. I don't know. <laughs> his heel, his heel beard is nice. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm digging it. Yeah. So uh, next up, we got to see Nikki going up against Natalia, uh, apparently over something that happened over Total Divas. And I know you guys would love to go into that, but unfortunately, I didn't catch it. Uh, something to do with a painting. And uh, the other divas were outside the ring for whatever reason, judging it. So. Yeah, maybe there's some connection there that we don't, we didn't get because we missed it. Yeah, but um, they're doing more and more like stuff from the Total Divas on Raw. It's I mean, just what we were talking about a few weeks ago about how a lot of the storylines for the Divas division is going to branch out from that show, and I mean, it's more and more apparent that that's true. I don't know how I feel about that because you know the shooting takes place months ago. And it's now, you know, pertaining into the storyline. Cool. But, you know, I can, I can say, okay, well, she, you know, Natalia didn't know that Nikki said this about the painting. And so that's what caused her to get frustrated when she watched the they show. They should have done, like, Natalia versus, um, crap, uh, from, uh, Funkadactyls. They lost the cat, uh, Ariane. Ariane, they should have done that. Like, oh, you lost my cat. And then Vinny's, like, the referee. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're, you're full. You're an idea man tonight. You got ways to work video. Get him a get him a guest referee spot inside work, Brian. Well, they did have the the tension. You're, full, you're spitting gold tonight. They did have. It's the new haircut. It's it's allowing his brain to breathe. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm doing good. You're good. Hopefully I, I continue yeah, to do good throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but but you know, like you said, it did. They did pertain it in uh, main event last week. Whenever you know Natalia and uh, Ariane, uh, they had tension between one another. So I guess you know they are playing into the storyline of what's going on. I guess with Total Divas. Um, but it leaves the question, is a heel turn for Natalia in the works? Because she seemed frustrated and oh, she seemed upset. Say it should be because they portray her as like the yeah. suckiest on the show. Yeah. Mm. She's always like whining about some shit on the show. She might as well be. Okay. <clears throat> so This match was super good. Yeah. they uh, The Divas division stepped up this week. They uh they put on some entertaining this is, stuff. The only this is legit the se- my second favorite match of Raw. The only match I liked more was the main event, which quickly devolved into just a brawl. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like this match a lot. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm just this is gonna piss the people off. And I'm just gonna say it anyway, and I'm only like a fourth joking when I say this. And it may have just been the camera angle, but Nikki Bella better forearm shots than Wade Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, it did seem like they were kind of laying into one another. I like the uh, I like the interaction where uh, 
Natalia was like, really? Like, if you're going to hit me, hit me, you know? Well, they, they traded holds and stuff. They did. They traded holds with um, reversing the ab stretch back and forth. They did some nice uh, roll-up stuff. What I thought, like, uh, what I liked about it is they seemed like they genuinely, like, wanted to fight each other, and it mm. felt like a real fight uh, as opposed to a lot of the matches on Raw just felt like they were just going through the motions. Right. I mean, I know people are going to be like, oh, it was Total Divas bullshitting. Yeah, I, I, I also have no idea why they were scoring shit, and they were scoring very inconsistently. And why the fuck wouldn't Brie give Nikki a 10 for everything? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe but, she was given the lower scores than Natalia. We have no way of knowing. Yeah, there's no way. But uh, yeah, I thought this match was pretty good. Mm -hmm. It was very entertaining. So, uh, you know, good work from the from the ladies. Keep that up. Um Next matchup, we got to see Sheamus coming out against uh, Curtis Axel. But before the matchup got started, uh, did, I did I miss it or was it unclear? They just sent these guys out there and they just like let them decide who was going to have the match. And yeah. then the other guy decided they were going to have another match. Yeah. 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 Well, pretty much. They started off, you know, Ryback's Baxwell getting in the ring. They got their they got their little beanies on and uh, matching. How cute. Yeah. And so they they tried to do rock paper scissors. That doesn't work because they, they keep choosing scissors. Um, and then simultaneously, they look at each other. I saw a rock at the end, though. Huh? I oh, saw a you? rock at the end. It was like scissor, 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 rock. Nice. <laughs> and then uh, and then they look at each other, and at the same time, coin toss. Pull out their beanies. Both have coins in their, in their beanies. So I don't know. How did that stay in there? I mean, maybe they just had a pocket or something. I don't hmm. know. But they re reach in and pull out a coin and... My and, uh, favorite part was when Ryback is like, big guy out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Axel was like, uh, heads I win, tails you lose. And, you know, oh, yeah. So uh, I'm liking the chemistry between these two. Yeah, they're they're evolving the characters, and I appreciate the effort. Mm -hmm. so, but um, uh, it was not explicitly stated who had the match and why they had a second match after, right? They, well, they I had. Mean, Ryback jumped thought. him, and then they said yeah. impromptu match, but... Yeah, he just decided. Okay, I'll put the title up again. Uh, I wasn't the title oh, wasn't okay, up for grabs. Okay. It was just a, a but, competition. But how would he not know, or how would they get to pick which one of them got to face him? Yeah, I think it was. You know, they decide who they're going to face, and then maybe during the commercial, Maddox comes out and says, "Oh, you two have a match," and walks back, and then they come back. Hey, we're back, and we have an impromptu matchup. So, well, I'm cool. I mean, this is a good start to um, people who are like. Always talking about how unimportant the second tier titles feel. Mm -hmm. That's a good start. Like he had two matches, you know, back, yeah. back on Raw. So I mean, it already feels like they've acknowledged the the problem with the belt, and they've seemed to put focus on it almost immediately. Absolutely. And Sheamus is a good guy to do it as long as he doesn't have to talk much. He's a good worker, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not that he's a particularly bad talker. He's just not a good babyface, and um, he's not a great talker. I mean, he isn't a great talker, but he isn't like so dog shit that he couldn't communicate. It's just, right. he's not a great baby face. He hasn't been a hill since, like, uh, was it, like, the Nexus stuff or whatever? Like, right before he, that was when he turned. I thought he, was, he hasn't been a hill since he was, he was, like, doing the tables match with John Cena, like, years ago. <laughs> Maybe I'm mistaken. That was, there. like, right when, like, the Nexus okay. stuff started happening. My timeline's off then. But. Yeah. It's been a while. Because, yeah, he was, uh, uh, because that was whenever the Nexus, you know, went to attack him or something and he took off running. So uh, that was in the process of him getting ready to transition to face. So um 
That's a good spot. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. It has been a while. So, uh, but yeah, so Sheamus ends up defeating Axel, and then Ryback uh, decided to get in the ring and, and attack, and they had an impromptu match, and Sheamus won that one as well. Big guy out. Big guy out. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was entertaining. Uh, you know, good good work from uh, from Ryback, I think. Uh, and like I said, I'm, I'm digging the uh, the chemistry between Rybacksel now. See, Ryback is good in in small doses, but the problem with Ryback is he's not believable like working from underneath because he's so fucking jacked. Yeah, he's not a great he's not great at selling, or I don't buy his selling at least, right? Mm-hmm. So that's my problem. If he's in a match for long enough where he has to sell, I kind of like he loses me because he's either he's either not great at selling or he's just unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't decided which. Okay. But uh, next up, we got to see Stephanie McMahon come out and ask for Brian to come to the ring, and she wants to say something face-to-face to him, um, presumably to, to strip him of the title while he's out with neck surgery. But, but I thought- yeah, but we never, we'll never know, I guess. Um, Kane's pyro goes off, and Kane drags Daniel Bryan out. I felt like uh, her face was believable yeah. whenever Kane dragged her, and she's like, like in the ring when she was like, like mm-hmm. that, that's how I feel. Ah. I feel like every other week, it's like one week she feels genuine. The, the oh, next week, you no. can tell like it's sarcasm. The yeah. Next week, she feels genuine. It's like so wishy washy. Yeah, so like bipolar of a performance. I don't know. the The thing that got me was whenever she went up to the to the stage to check on Brian and the trainers are, you know, uh, checking on him, and she just goes, "He's supposed to have neck surgery or something like that." It was just like. What the hell is that? You know, I feel like it's someone just trying to have someone listen to her. Well, what I thought, what it came across as me is like um, where they're supposed to be, you can tell they're in a position where they're supposed to be talking, but they maybe think the camera's not picking up what they're saying. So they're saying stuff so it looks like they're talking, Mm -hmm. but they're not expecting to be heard. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, that's a real thing, right? You know, like like when you're mouthing back and forth, but you're you're just saying stuff so they know you're talking, but... It's not necessarily great dialogue. That's why I felt like they caught yeah. what they actually oh, caught no. what they were saying. You know what I mean? He fell down. What happened to him? Right. Question mark. Like, oh my god. Also, she was like way closer and almost more concerned than Bree. Bree was kind of like letting her get all up in that shit. Yeah. He's like, hey, what's oh, up? Here you go. Here you go. You getting closer, Brian? You need to. You need to sell better. So um, I'm not moving. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he did. He did help Kane drag him out. Did you happen to catch yeah, that? Yeah, I saw that foot. Pushing his leg, but uh, but yeah. So uh, Brian gets help to the back. They put him on a stretcher, bring him to the ho- uh, to the ambulance, uh, and then Stephanie, man, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know this was gonna happen. And Bree gives her a death stare, and then says, "Stay away. away," and then gets in the ambulance, and the ambulance drives off. So I don't know. Then she gives that look. Yeah, that was what was up with that with that look. Next week, it's going to be Stephanie McMahon versus Brie Bella. Yeah. Possible. I don't know. So. Vinny is especially after the guest referee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we get to see <laughs> yes. Dolph Ziggler going up against Fandango. Well, he's trying to become a, a referee, and he's always there. Yeah, he's been there since day one. Um, so Dolph Ziggler versus Fandango. I, I didn't have a whole lot of interest in this matchup. That, uh, um, what we were talking about earlier, with the stuff with uh, Total Diva. It was not the Total Divas. When were they? Was Cyber Brian. Raw? What? Cyber no. Brian. When did uh, was that on Raw where they were making out? 
Uh, it was, uh, was that told SmackDown. SmackDown? Okay. Yeah. So, I didn't really have a whole lot of interest in this matchup. And, uh, you know, Layla causes a distraction, which gets Dolph Ziggler the win. But Fandango gets on the microphone and says, even though I lost, you know, you, you know, you, you, They're just like really playing up the whole Layla and Fandango thing. What would yeah. JBL say? He graduated from, he he had a um, summer rain and he graduated to Layla. Something like that. I don't know. I mostly tune out JBL these days. But, you um, can't. Yeah, you really can't. Unless you Which listen kiss to you. did you think was hotter? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you immediately start thinking hmm. about it. Like, hmm. Well, the SmackDown one was pretty good. <laughs> the one backstage showed a, a lot more passion. I'll go with Ray. <laughs> okay, I can respect that. So, uh, but yeah, this is—I mean, this is ultimately <laughs> going to lead to like Layla versus Summer Ray, which is weird because I don't know. That's my man. No, that's my man. Yeah, they're fighting over Fandango. They don't sound like that either. Fandango's like, I don't care about either of y'all. I'm with Eva Marie now or something. Who can't dance? So, um. Yeah, what what do you guys think about the matchup itself? Meh. I didn't think about it. Okay. So next <laughs> up we got to see uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan come out, give his hoe, and, you know, talking about how great it was that everyone's watching the uh, WWE Network and Legends House. Uh, <coughs> and then Lana comes out and introduces yeah. Rusev, and uh, they basically tell him to get out of the ring and... Axel says, no, I've got my 2x4, and Rusev snatches the 2x4 and crushes it on his knee. And uh, Yeah, and then Big E tries to make the save, but Rusev kicks him and, you know, prob- probably sets up a... Two big guys who are going to be versing each other. I don't know. Yeah, this will probably be a payback match, just, you know, one of the one of the filler matches. Um, but what do you guys think about, about that? I, th- I thought it was good because it got the crowd behind Big E, and he's been slacking in that lately, like... You know, you could feel like the the crowd kind of turning on him. Well, while back the they turned on Biggie and Sheamus. Yeah. So, well, that was the night after WrestleMania where they were well, solidly that, behind the Wyatts. That's true. So it's true. But uh, but Doug, what do you think about this? Biggie versus Rusev. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. So let the big Soon guys enough. duke it out. Not too bad. Duke. Yeah. Duke. Duke, 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 that the ref didn't see, and uh, that caused him to win. So, uh, what do you guys think about Cody Rhodes, you know, doing the dirty plays for victories? It's normal these days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I think it was like pretty much pushed pushed as a turning point. Yeah. He did it to get off his losing streak, so I'm sure he's gonna turn. So. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. Cody the, Rhodes. The hatred Gold is Dust. feeling filling his mind. So, uh, but yeah, so Cody Rhodes ends up getting the victory. Next up, we got to see Bray Wyatt uh, cut a promo talking about people and their greed, and he's suggesting a uh, a last man standing match between himself and John Cena. Is that something you guys would be interested in seeing? Um, I don't know what 
what I'm really interested in seeing when it comes to them like coming like next in their feud. To be yeah. honest with you, so I mean, I'm just whatever they give us, I'll take. They, I mean, they they've lost, they've completely lost me. Like yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, right. I, I'm, I'm. I don't feel like I'm that excited to see it. To be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm not gonna say, oh, this sucks or whatever. I don't want to see it, but I just don't like. I'm not saying I don't want to see it, but I'm. I'm saying I, like I just. They like they lost me, and I'm like, uh. Yeah, because it seemed like they had a lot of steam, and then they did the creepy children singing, and then the creepy ch- one child at Extreme Rules, and then it kind of just went downhill from there, you know, because the it was never fully explained what was going on, and you know we haven't seen anything like that since. Where's that kid and, at? And Cena came out and delivered a promo on main event talking about, you know, what is, you know, what are what are Wyatt's motives. So he's trying to get the people to turn on Wyatt. And it's just, I don't know. I don't think they know where they're going with it. Well, I think, what do you think about this, Tyler? Let me, let me ask you this. <laughs> Uh-oh. If, if, if Wyatt was to win the last man standing by the demon that is inhabiting Bray, Bray Wyatt exits his body in full demon form, and is about to rip Cena's head off, and then Cyborg Brian makes the save. How? How do you so epic? <laughs> how do you how do you play out demon form uh, oh Wyatt versus Cyborg Brian? I don't know. I gotta check the history on that. I don't know how demons will fight. We don't like, know a whole androids. lot about demon Wyatt. Yeah, yeah, well, we don't know about demons versus and uh, cyborgs and all that stuff. But it'll be a pretty epic fight, that's for sure. Well, See, that's why I'm telling you, you gotta have that scope because it can switch. Hey, man, you can switch to heat vision. Can hit a demon, but uh, that won't that won't fucking hurt a demon. Yeah, Shit. unless it's a blessed missile. Some demons are past that shit. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. You gotta check the rule book on that shit. I don't know. <laughs> You know what, like article or section? I it's don't in? know, man. There's look it up on the internet. Okay, so for cyborgs versus demons, demons. look it up on. Okay, so good stuff. I would think the demon will get the best of the cyborg. But... Really? And then you have cyborg chase. What if? Yeah. What if the the demon demon form of Wyatt inhabited the cyborg only the cyborg parts of of brian so he's like feeding with himself basically he's like man versus machine but in the same same body that would be weird it's like he's trying to fight himself he has his arm he's like doing that like trying to kick himself you know that scene in fight club where he's like if you don't give me all the money i'm gonna say you like uh you like um what is it yeah i know the scene that you're talking about where he's like, you agreed that he's if like, I blow give, you, just give me the money, and yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, you, I won't, I won't reveal all your dirty secrets. Yeah, and he's like, ends up beating himself. So like, the match is like Brian like punching himself in the face. <laughs> no, no, I haven't seen no. that. You haven't seen Fight Club? Uh, I thought you were saying there's a Fight Club with whatever. With the, the movie I, Fight Club, yeah, I've seen the cinematic Fight Club. Oh, cinematic I you film. Said, well, put when he's in his boss's oh, office and yeah. he's like. Hire me on as an outside consultant. Give me all this money, and I won't air out your dirty, dirty laundry. And then he throws himself through the glass table, and that hurt. Uh, oh God, don't do that! And then the security guard comes in, and he's all bloody and on the floor. What's the number one rule of Fight Club? I don't know. You don't. You don't talk about Fight Club. Okay, I won't. That's the first and second rule. So, um, if I knew of such a club, also don't touch people's butts. <laughs> Touch no butt touching. <laughs> no butt touching. So uh, that brings us into the uh, to the main event of the evening: Batista <laughs> versus Roman Reigns. 
Uh, this ended there's up. There's no segue. Th- no, there's not. There's no way you can do it. But <laughs> it ended in a no contest. A brawl ensued. The locker room was sent out by Stephanie McMahon to uh, to beat the Shield down, and uh, Shield ended up grabbing the great equalizers and chairs and taking it to the locker room and standing tall. So, Doug, what do you think about this? I liked it a lot. I thought Batista brought his working Jordans that night. He looked sharp. <laughs> yeah. And they working had a, Jordans, they no had a hot jeans. little match before it devolved into a brawl, and I liked the brawl just fine as well. Yeah. How about you, Tyler? Yeah, I like to. I'm, I'm, I still like Dave. Like, it's so weird how my attitude has changed towards Dave and Boo-tista. stuff. Boutista. Like, Boutista. I, I don't know. I still felt like I was getting, I don't know. If well, when you're seeing him out. on the silver screen, you know, you see him as Brass Body. You're oh, going to see yeah, him as yeah. Drax the Destroyer. I was getting burnt out with him the last time, but right before he say he quit and all that stuff. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, heck yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And I want a cyborg, uh, uh, Daniel Bryan action figure. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there if anyone wants to make that. <laughs> oh, so you're looking just, for handouts just now. Like the, you know, like the Batman and Superman like figures and stuff. This is like Cyborg, Superman, or Arctic Blast, whatever. We can custom. We yeah. can custom one. Yeah, do that, please. Yeah. I want to shoot missiles at a toy, or Triple H, and mm-hmm. Kane, and Randy Orton, but not Batista. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you. You're listening to a special interview segment for the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. Okay, folks, joining us on the show this week, appearing at Comic Palooza in Houston, Texas on Friday the 23rd, Saturday the 21st. Also going to appear at Coastal Mania and Wrestling Super Show on July 12th in Galveston, both courtesy of Clutch City Productions. Two-time WWE Women's Champion as Victoria, five-time TNA Knockout Champion, uh, also Knockout's Tag Team Champion as Tara, the one and only Lisa Marie Varon. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. We certainly thank appreciate you, so you coming on. I'm excited on. to... Um for the, the comic Palooza, because I haven't seen Brooke Tessmacher in so long, and it's our first appearance um, back together. Very cool, You yeah. know, since I've been gone from TNA, so I'm super excited about that it. TNT explosion at Comic Palooza. Exactly. Good. Isn't that just have this a great, just a great sound? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So uh, you are going to be appearing at Comic Palooza. Going to have all kinds of fun. Um, you know, what are your thoughts about going to these conventions? You just, I mean, is it all kind of fun? Um, you know, with fans coming up, reminiscing of past memories and all that. Absolutely. Um, that, that's that's basically what I do. You know, I have a restaurant here in Chicago, and um, that's I'm here every single night. So it's basically a fan fest every night, anyways. Like um, I'm taking pictures, signing autographs, and. Um, um, talking about what I love, watching what I love, and making new friends in my city. So I'm I'm super blessed at the point of my life right now. You know what I mean? All those bumps and bruises in the past are really paying off. You know, but um, I I'm one of those people that enjoy. I really love doing these autograph sessions. Um, I I go way over and beyond. I don't want anybody to have that experience. So I like um, every fan or follower to have a, a unique experience meeting me. You know what I mean? So absolutely. I, I love them. I, I absolutely love them. And also, it's also um, a reunion for me to, um, you know, to see some old friends, you know, at these, uh, these conventions. So I, you know, it's it, it kind of 
try to make it a little bit of a vacation, just like to have dinner with your old buddies and stuff like that and catch up yeah. and find out what they're doing in their life. So I, I enjoy them. Very cool. Um, you you and your husband uh, went into the restaurant business together to open the, the Squared Circle in Chicago. How How's the business going? It's going well. This is our third restaurant, so um, it's nice. we've had we had two more, and um, and and we had a, car, a custom car shop. And then when we first got married, we had a gym. So we're not foreign to owning our own businesses. My husband's very stubborn and cannot work for anybody else, <laughs> <laughs> and he's been a chef since he was you know fifteen, sixteen. He's always been um, with food and. Um, it's it's freaking awesome. Like I mean, our menu. If you go to the squaredcircle.biz and look at our menu, it's very unusual items. Um, I named a few things um, after wrestlers, um, and uh, we do stuffed burgers and pizza made with duck fat, and we have adult milkshakes, and um, it's. I, I, I we're, we do very well. You know, we we both are workaholics, so. Um, I'm the front of the house. He's the back of the house, and it's it, it works out really well. That's cool. That's cool. That's uh, you know some of the dishes are named after wrestlers and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, they always get tickled too, and then but then you get people like, why don't I have a burger after me <laughs> or a pizza named after me? Yeah. And it's hard to please everybody. And mm-hmm. I was like, if you make an appearance at my place, I'll name something after you. You know what I mean? So drink of the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But um, it's. Since I've had the restaurant, I've had like you know Kevin Nash is a regular. Um, he's been here three times. Um, you know with Jerry Lawler, um, DDP, um, let's see Honky Tonk, um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, uh, Mr. Anderson, Brooke Tessmacher. Oh my God, I've had so many guests come in. So I still feel I like I'm not out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's such a nice. I'm very lucky that I made so many friends in the business. It always pays to be nice, you see, um, because they they always they always support you for the rest of your life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you guys are doing events there all the time and um, uh, special events, and I know uh, one coming up in June. I know you guys have a, a, a sweet and sour Larry Sweeney night coming up with a, a lot of the guys from Chicago are going to be making. Uh, from what I heard, and tr- yes, ma'am, Absol- and uh, absolutely, and we have Ring of Honor donating um, some gifts. Um, to, to auction off, and all the proceeds go to a, a suicide um, prevention organization. So, you know, um, we're excited to be a part of it. His, his friend Karen, actually, she's here because it's indie night. So she she lives in Chicago. Brought the, you know, brought it to us, and we're like, we jumped on it, and we reached out and said, yeah, we definitely would love to be part of it. So. You know, it's, it's it's pretty sad. You know, it's, it, in wrestling, you're you're supposed to be this tough, tough um, person, and with no no family problems, um, you don't really air out your dirty laundry. You know what I mean? So you kind of bottle it up a, a lot, and it's important for people to know that they can reach out and have someone to talk to if they are under such bad times. You know? Yeah. Right. That's very cool of you guys to to get involved in stuff like that. Yeah, we're, we're very lucky that people, you know, I feel very lucky that, you know, since I got a lot of followers, you know, I'm a very social media, I, I'm able to get the word out more so than, you know, you know what Karen can do. So um, I feel 
it's a you know everybody should take a part in this. You know what I mean? It's it's not all about m- making money. It's it's giving back to charity and making people aware. You know, Mick Foley. We had an event um, where Jay Lethal and Roderick Strong came in as guest waiters, and we gave the proceeds, like all the tip money, to Mick Foley's charity. You know, so it was it was it's it's a good thing. Very cool. Very nice. Uh, we do have some some listener questions. Uh, this one's coming to us from okay. from Thomas saying, uh, "Many people consider your early years in WWE to be a pinnacle moment for women's wrestling." Uh, with yourself, Trish, Molly, Gail Kim, Lita, Jazz, so on. Uh, he wanted to get your thoughts on what it was like to be part of such an elite roster of of female wrestlers. It, you know, it's, it's quite an honor. Um, at the time, we. You know, we didn't think we were all that. I mean, we yeah, we were we're very confident in our work, but we were perfectionist. And um, be- before every house show, before every TV, um, we're in the ring for four hours working with Fit Finley, working with Arn Anderson, um, you know, Ricky Steamboat, all of them in the, the ring to try to better ourselves. You know what I mean? So it wasn't we didn't have to do it. We were we just did it just to we knew our division was growing and growing and then it was getting more difficult and, and we wanted the viewers to respect us as not just female wrestlers, just as wrestlers, period, you know? And um, when I look back, you know, when I watched it here at the restaurant, we you know we had the, the network and um, when I watched some old matches and I remember afterwards I'd be, in my mind at that time, I was like, wow, that was an okay match. And then I watch it now, I'm like, Man, that was a really good match. I beat myself up for like two weeks after that match. And, it, you know, we were such perfectionists. If one thing went wrong or something didn't look believable, um, we dwelled on it for a, lot, for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So I was with a, a lot of hard workers that uh, made the time and, you know, and got in the ring. I, I did watch Total Divas this weekend. Did you watch it? Do you guys watch Ah, uh, we missed it. We so, usually do, yeah, but we, we, we miss, it was a Mother's it. Day kind of a crazy yeah. day. So <laughs> there was well, there was one part that I never, you know, it's scripted reality. You got to remember that too. Right. But um, there was one part, um, you know, I guess Summer Ray's been helping Eva Eva Marie in the ring, and I guess Eva Marie didn't have time to practice. And Summer was like, you know, have you even gone over any of this? Like for fifteen minutes, she goes, well, my travel's been hectic, and I was like, wow. Back in our day, I hate saying that because I don't feel that old to be saying that, you know. But right. back in our day, we got to a ring four hours. I mean, we're like, hey, you want to get to the building at one? We don't have to be there until five. Let's get there at one. We'll go roll around in the ring. This um, ass fit like um, an on to teach us a little bit more on the repertoire and um, work on our punches. Work on, you know, we were always striving to get better. There was no excuse not to get in the ring. Because I have a photo shoot, right? So right. I, I, it, that might be different. Because I remember going backstage and talking to Fit, and I was like, I went to the ring, and I go, "Where's everybody?" And he goes, "Oh, it's changed." And I go, "What? You guys don't go in the ring and roll around, and you know, and spar?" And I mean, it wasn't just us girls. We would we would roll around with the guys. Like Lance Storm was always there. Tommy Freeman was always there. You know, um, he goes, "Okay, I'll." Let me roll around with you too, you know. It wasn't a perverted way. It was always trying to make our division better. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned um, just wanting to be seen as wrestlers um, instead of necessarily just being seen as women wrestlers. Um, 
What do you, what's your thought on uh, intergender matches and um, ha, how far do you think we are away from uh, an intergender match being presented as competitor A versus competitor B and not man versus you woman? Mean, are, you, are you talking about a, a man versus a woman? Yes, ma'am. Um, at the back, when, we were, when we were doing those in the past, um, I was all for it. I mean, you know, guy, working with a guy is so much e- easier than working with a girl because they're so strong. They put you in moves that you didn't know you can put yourself into. They really lead the match. You know, they're, they're very good leaders. You know, like Eugene was really good. Nick Dinsmore was really good at making us look good. And um, But now, I, you know, we, we have Indie Night, don't forget, here. And I was watching an intergender match where – one of the girls got punched in the face by a guy and I, I went, no way in, the, in my restaurant. Right. They're like, what? <laughs> what happened? And I go, a guy just punched her in the face. And so I think I got a little brainwashed into the PG 13th and it was a little disturbing to watch, you know, because when, when we first started, if I got punched in the face by a guy, I shouldn't move because they're like supposed to be, thousand times stronger than I am, you know, so it, it, it is difficult for, for me to watch. Um, I don't mind, I don't mind mixed matches, like where the girl on girl and then the guy and guy and then teasing the girl about to hit the guy or the guy about to hit the girl and getting cut off, but I, I don't want to see a girl get punched in the face by a dude. I'm going to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you did mention, you know, going to the ring before, you know, the, the events and sort of rolling around. And you mentioned how, you know, Fit said that times have changed. You know, are there, are there any, is there any desire for you to either return to the ring or even make a return sort of as a, as a trainer sort of down like at the, uh, at the performance center? Well, I have heard that rumor. I mean, everybody that's been coming in every night, are you going, I, I read on the internet, <laughs> which we call the stooge, you know, the stooge sites, um, I, that you're going back. And I go, my phone hasn't rang. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I go, but I, I have a lot to, to give, a lot of knowledge to share. Um, I, I think I can help a lot of the girls. I'm, I'm like, whenever I watch some of the wrestling, I, I, I text someone in the office and say, please give her to me for a month. Hmm. Give her to me for a month, and I, and I'll work with her and try to, you know. But you know, I don't, I don't hear back. But um, yeah. you know, I think they think I'm joking. But um, I never said I was retired. I think as a as a wrestler, you don't say retire because you all are going to always show up, either back in WWE or in, in the indie circuit, or you know. So, you know, I don't let myself get out of shape where. I'm not ready to go in the ring. Yeah, you know what I mean? You I just, think it's an ego and a pride thing for me. Yeah, you just posted a video on your uh, on your Instagram earlier today of you doing, like, leg reps and all that, and, you know, something I couldn't it's do. It's brutal. <laughs> it's so brutal. And you think that when you're out of, like, you know, since I'm not in any company right now, uh, that you can kind of let yourself go. It's, it's, it's actually the opposite when, you re, when, you, when you're, well, quote-unquote, retire or whatever. When you go backstage, you don't, you know, People are checking you out going, I wonder if she let herself go. So it's almost a little bit more pressure to stay in the same shape as when you left. You know, God forbid you age or your metabolism <laughs> slows down and you start enjoying the pizzas and burgers every single day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, but it's, it's, I, it, I think maybe for a woman it's a little different. We have to, 
you know, still take care of our face, um, our physique, you know, our nails, our hair. You still have to present yourself as um, that girl that you left, you know, because people will start feeling sorry for you. And you never know when the phone will ring. <laughs> you never know. And that's why, you know, you know, you see Ric Flair, you just never say, you, you never say retire in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you never do. Uh, what's the what's the most important thing that you you think that you've learned being in the business of of professional wrestling? Wow, um, I, for me, um, we were always walking on eggshells and always wondering: Am I pretty enough? I'm skinny enough. Is my move? Did my arm drag look good? Did did my match? Did people believe it? Um, did, were the fans involved? Um, I think when people think you make it to WWE that there's no more pressure. You know what I mean? It's, it's opposite. When I go to indie shows now, there's a, I always wish I had the confidence level that some of these indie guys have. And I said, because once you're brought up there, you're immediately put in position. You need to be humble. And um, I think what I learned is like, you're, you don't settle for where you're at. You always try to perfect yourself um, and strive to be better. I mean, uh, you know, every match that we had, we never walked away and said, that was awesome. High five, girl. That was so awesome. I mean, we'll say, wow, thank you so much. Um, I had so much fun. Uh, maybe we should do this next time, you know, or, you know, you know, and in my day, too, we were a little bit more snug or stiff, or we lay these things in a little bit tighter so it's more believable. And um, it's, it, I think it just, you never settle for where you're at. You're always, like for me and my business, like in the restaurant, um, this, I'm still, striving to make it better um we're, we're looking to expand now and um it's 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 incredible you know what i mean and life is so fast it passes you so fast i can't tell you that mm-hmm. um we do have another uh a listener question from lee saying okay. uh did you enjoy your match versus trish at the survivor series in 2002 the wwe's first ever women's hardcore match did i enjoy it um <laughs> It was an adrenaline rush, I'm going to tell you that. Um, her and I beat the crap out of each other. But, um, you have your best matches with your friends, and it's because you have a lot of trust. You put your body in their, in their hands, you know? And her and I had the rule, don't say sorry. You know, thank you for the match right now. I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> but let's give, the show, let's give the fans a good show. Um, I was, the, in that match, the mirror was supposed to be a finish. I was supposed to smash the mirror on Potter's head, <laughs> and in the match, she stepped on it on a, on a move, and I didn't realize it until I went to grab it, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I also <laughs> broke my nose in that match oh. from that trash can and um, chipped a tooth. And, um, but uh, th- that wasn't the part I was upset about. It was um, the mirror, the smashing of the mirror, because if you paid attention, I was yelling at myself in the mirror. The mirror was talking back to me. Um, I, you know, I was like, that's crazy Victoria, you know, thinking everybody thought Trish was better. And that, that symbolism of the mirror smashing on her head was ruined and we had to improvise. I grabbed the wrong, uh, fire extinguisher underneath the, the ring cause it had a pin in it. And she was like, let it go. Screw it. Just get in here. And I was like, I got it. And, you know, and I was like, and I pulled the pin out and then we just, and I ended it with a suplex. So I would rather have had it as, um, with a mirror. That's what my disappointment was. But oh. when I do watch it, I just, I, my, my heart rate races again. You know, I feel like I'm at Madison Square Garden and, like, 
all my customers here are watching it, you know, because they all request to watch that match here. So mm -hmm. I, I play it once a night, and um, I still get nervous watching it still to this day, you know? Wow. One of, the, one of the most memorable moments for me during your career was uh, WrestleMania 20, where you got to shave Molly Holly's head. Uh, what was what was sort of the vibe after that when y'all went backstage? Like, you know, was... yeah, I was nervous. Uh, <laughs> she wanted to be the first woman to get her head shaved in history, and so she was willing to put her hair on the line. I put my title on the line. Um, when I was cutting her hair, I don't know if you noticed, you're supposed to cut it with scissors first. Yeah. <laughs> And no one went over. The guy that was standing next to us was actually Vince McMahon's barber <laughs> in real life. And um, they, no one went over of how to shave a head. Or I, <laughs> I cut her head several times. I mean, I was nicking her skin on her on her oh, on her wow. head. And when I went back, I, I was like, "Oh my God, we're going to get in a fist fight! I know what we're going to get. <laughs> She's going to beat my ass." And um, it was it was a uh, it, it wasn't that way. And um, Everybody was pleased with the match, and we, you know, everybody was proud of us. But at the same time, I was like, I still felt bad because you, you really don't want to cut someone open. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. um, cause them because we beat the heck out of each other during the match, and then now they cut her head. It was it was really brutal. And then I remember them saying, "We need her bald by the time oh. we get back." <laughs> and I'm like. There's no way. And I asked the barber, I go, can you help me? And he goes, I'm not allowed to. I go, I can't do it. I'm like, and I'm smiling to look like I'm enjoying it. But I'm going, I don't know how to freaking shave a head. It's so horrible. Oh, but um, she has a heart. She can't watch it. Um, she came out here for an appearance at my restaurant to visit. And um, I had it playing. And she goes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I can't watch this part when she got her head shaved. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I guess it, yeah, but she looked beautiful bald. She was she had the face for it, you yeah, know. Yeah, she could rock it. <laughs> she did. She rocked it. So very cool. Uh, who uh, who was one of your uh, favorite people or favorite persons to travel on the road with? And you know, do you have oh any? Oh my god, there's so many. Any oh my god, I have interesting so many. stories. You ready for my list? Hey, we uh, we got as much time as you do. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, I have Candace Michelle, Tori Wilson. Um, Chavo Guerrero, um, with Carlito, um, oh my God, we had some, we had some good, um, Gail Kim was one of my favorites, um, ODB, I mean, you know, you have to ride with people cause you're with them 24 seven, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're driving with them, you check into the hotel and then if the girls, we share a room, so you automatically form a bond and I think in WWE, I know I'm missing to mention somebody too who I travel with, but um, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, Brooke Dan uh, jumping up and down on the bed. <laughs> oh, Brooke has my. Uh, well, come on, that's a given. Yeah, that's her <laughs> and I. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we were crazy. We were really crazy. But um, her and I, we never not, had to go out or anything. We would have fun, you know, in the room and telling stories and stuff like that. So it was like. Yeah, her and I are very tight, you know, I mean, even still to this day. And um, it was, I, man, I did notice that, like, people in WWE have a little bit more stronger bond than I do with people in TNA. Mm -hmm. I think just because I was with WWE 10 years, and we were on the road four days a week, not just um, at the Orlando show or, you know what I mean? It was right. not together that much. But I, I, you know, immediately had a bond with ODB from TNA. She was 
one of my close friends there. That's who I'm facing in, um, at the Texas show. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Definitely. Um, how, how would you compare the, the backstage atmosphere from your time in WWE to TNA? It's completely different. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, there's a lot of freedom at TNA. You know, I remember coming there and, um, hey, what do, you want me, what do you want out of this match? Oh, you just do what you do. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I was like, not used to that. It's not, I, I, I was used to a little bit more structure. Um, you know, there's nothing like a production like WWE. No one is going to be WWE ever. And um, also, like, um, there, were, there, were, there was times and I, I found out I was on pay-per-view through Twitter and I called the office saying, hey, am I on the pay-per-view? I never got travel, and it's in two days. I don't know what's going on. And um, it, it was just, I was, WWE, it was, it was organized. I'm, I'm used to organization and, you know, someone handling the PR department, someone handling our photo shoots. It was, it's very, there's a department for every single do, thing you do in WWE. And if you're lost, you don't know what, what's going on, they have a department that's going to help you out. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, it's, yeah, it's, I mean. We must have structure. No comparison. <laughs> but I did have a good career in TNA. Mm-hmm. I had some good matches. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I wanted to go to TNA to face ODB and Kong. So that was, like, one of my dreams. And I got to do it, you know. And Mickey James and I, you know, had a cage match. You know, we had, I, had a good, I had a good run there. At the end, not so much. I was a little bit. I didn't feel the passion anymore mm. there. You know what I mean? So, well, that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, you're going to be appearing out at Comic Palooza in Houston, Texas, Friday the 23rd, Saturday the 24th. Hope, hopefully, we can uh, get out there on Saturday and, and meet up with Absolutely. you. I'm going to be selling my Squared Circle um, shirt from the restaurant. So, and my 8x10s, but mostly. You know, my, my sweatshirts and my, my T-shirts from, and fanny packs, which I brought back. <laughs> nice. Um, awesome. just, yes, I did. I'm bringing it back, baby. Yeah. I'm bringing it back. You'll see me rocking it because I'm very proud. Very nice. <laughs> fanny packs are awesome. <laughs> you're all, you're all... I'm trying to look for Zubas, but I, I Googled Zubas. I wanted plain Zubas just so I can print my logo all over it, and um, I can't find any. Huh. It's so yeah, I, they all have print or a zebra stripe on it, and I just wanted plain black ones. And then I ended up finding NWO ones, which <laughs> I, I want. You know what I mean? So, That's cool. I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna bring back everything, you guys. I'm gonna okay. make it cool again. <laughs> Very nice. You're also gonna be appearing at uh, Coastal Mania and Wrestling Super Show July 12th out in Galveston. Again, both of those shows are courtesy of Clutch City Productions. Our good buddy Gilbert hooking us up with that. Um, yeah, I'm so glad I met Gilbert. Gilbert's a sweet guy, and I, I look forward to doing business with him with, um, with the Clutch City Productions. He said he has a lot of stuff for me to do, so you might see my face a little bit more often on, um, you know, outside of the restaurant, so I'm excited for it. Absolutely, and for those who are going to, Cl- uh, to uh, Comic Palooza, you can get your advance tickets now for photographs and, uh, and autographs as well. Um, by going to clutchcityproductions.com. You can follow Miss Lisa Marie on Twitter at Real Lisa Marie. Uh, I know there's tons of others, but I'm blanking out right now. No, it's okay. But you know what? I'm a Twitter addict. I'm a, I'm a Twitter addict. So it's Real Lisa Marie. Um, I am super addicted to Twitter, and you'll see me tweet probably all day long. I'm, I'm on there until 2 a.m. 
I have a problem, but um, <laughs> I read everything. I can't respond to everything, but I do read every, every tweet I get. And, um, you know, I, I'm practicing that block button a little bit more. <laughs> Walk out the haters. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's like, you know, like when I don't respond to somebody, they get really angry. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish I could respond to somebody. And then they start sending me pictures of them flipping me off. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. oh, no, no, no. You know? Wow. People so, that are crazy. Yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> and done. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, oh, Lisa, it has certainly been a pleasure. We do appreciate you coming on the show. Thank and, you very uh, much. Thank you. Absolutely, and thank you so much. I look forward to meeting you guys, and um, I, I can, I'll start following you on Twitter. Awesome. Yeah, cool. that'd be great. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, and thank you. have thank a great you. day. All right. We'll see you in, the, in a week. All right. All right. Have a good All right. night. Take care, guys. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. And now, the Legends House. Give me a break. This Tony motherfucking man. Legends never die. They just get dead. Jimmy, I'm going to kill you. Holy balls. And now it's time for Legends House. Uh, since uh, Mr. Bear and Mr. Doug did not happen to catch uh, Total Divas this week. Um, sad times for that. Damn it. Fuck that on-demand box. <laughs> but uh, but we did. I, I got to catch Legends House uh, once earlier during the, during the weekend. Um, and we kicked things off pretty much right where they left off. They were heading towards Vegas, and you know some of the guys, yeah. some of the guys are in a limo, some of the guys are in uh, uh, in just a van, and um, you know the the limo ends up getting pulled over. Uh oh. And uh, you know driver speeding. I don't know what it was. It, it was never really said, uh, at least that I remember. Um, but Piper was trying to get um, uh, Howard Finkel to talk to the officer and say, hey, is everything okay? Is there anything we can do? Uh, because Howard got the king chair, which is, you know, the, the chair that's right by the, the door. Um, and so Finkel didn't say anything. They were like, he was like, okay, okay, I'll say something. Okay, I'll say something. Rolls down the window, and the only thing he says, okay, thank you, officer. Have a good day. And so they were all like, you got, you got the king seat. You're supposed to be in charge of all this. You're our leader. And you dropped the ball, and you know you could tell that he was kind of like, you know, like he they weren't saying this to him, but they were saying it to the camera, you know, uh, and you know he could tell that he was kind of uncomfortable with that. But um, they end up getting into Vegas, and they're on their way to the hotel, and uh, apparently, um, God, why do I always blank out on names? Uh, Tony Atlas starts getting just terrible gas, Uh-oh. and he starts just cutting it out and. Uh, you know, they're Cutting all, the you cheese. know, and Atlas was, was like, well, at least one good thing. We got to the hotel a lot faster. Um, but anyways, they were there because they were going to join the Chippendale dancers. Oh uh, yeah. I saw the preview for that. Yeah. And so they had to, uh, they had to go get manscaped and, uh, from the preview, it cracked me up because, uh, I know you can get to it, but that scene they're walking out on stage and Howard Finkel with the two by four, <laughs> how it looked funny to me. Yeah. Um, you know, none of them knew what, you know, the term manscaping means. And so they were just Ooh. like, Oh God, what are they going to do to us? You know? So they go to the salon and, uh, you know, some of the guys get spray tans and, uh, Piper, uh, gets his chest waxed. And if you've seen the forty-year-old virgin, <laughs> similar concept where Piper's Mandel just answer. like ah, you know, he's like oh, you stupid, you know, start just cussing at the lady, and she's like, why are you laughing at this? This isn't funny. Um, and then uh, then Hillbilly Jim does it as well, and he takes it like a champ. Like you know, he's the first one's just like oh, 
you know. But then, uh, then afterwards, he's just, uh, uh, you know, he's and he's fine. Um, but you know, then they get their spray tans and uh, you know, get everything that's done needed. Then they go back to the uh, to the Chippendales dancers. Wait, they didn't trim the pubes. That impl- that's implied in Manscaping. <laughs> well, they didn't show it, but okay. you know, you can you know use your imagination for what else was done. Um, so they go back. And uh, that's on the X-rated version. Absolutely, I have no imagination. Paint a picture oh, for me. I can't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I can't do it as well as you guys can. But um, you know, they they learn their routines, um, and then they go backstage. You know, they learn how to properly tear their shirt off. <laughs> you know, uh, and the, you know they go backstage, and you know, Hacksaw is standing back. You know, standing around talking to some of the guys, and they said Atlas walked by him and, like, nudged him out of the way. And so they almost had a, a huge brawl, and everyone's talking about, it's going to happen. These two are going to just explode, and, you know, it's only a matter of time. And, you know, they end up putting their differences aside for the time being, and, hey, let's focus on what we're really here for, and we'll just not talk to one another. Um, and so... See how long that lasts. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they end up... Doing their routine, having a lot of fun, and going back to the house. I don't remember exactly what happened after that. Um, Who got the most dollars stuffed in their drawers? Uh, they actually didn't. They didn't do it for dollars. They they came out and did their routine, and then they went out and had fun through the crowd. Um, but so Alice is probably the best in shape, right? He's still the most like swole. Um, because he's got some like. He's got the big arms. Right? Yeah, he's got the big chest. But uh, but Hillbilly Jim, dude, like you know they. Like I said, they waxed his chest and all that, so you could see his his physique. Yeah, he's still. I mean, he's still ripped. I mean, he's still the hillbilly big guy, you know. So uh, it was just kind of it was kind of weird seeing Gene Okerlund and Howard <laughs> Finkel walk around without shirts. And that's all. That. I was, that's all I was getting at. I was like, yeah, I could see Alice and Jimmy Hart in his small little frame. Right. Hey, how y'all doing? You know, but uh, <laughs> it was it was definitely interesting. I, I was I was chuckling at. at some of the stuff from it but uh you know there's this undying tension oh by the way um gene okerland managed to squeeze the word balls into this episode so that makes it that's three for three so um you know it's just holy balls yeah um all kinds of balls but yeah so whatever that's it was a crazy episode and you know next week they're gonna have to do some sort of painting for charity and Tony Atlas doesn't want anything to do with it. And they're like, but it's for charity. He's like, nope, nope, you know, don't want it. And uh, it also shows them going to the grocery store to do some home country cooking with like, you know, pig's feet and all that. And Jimmy Hart being the picky eater he is, he's like, nope, not going to eat that. Nope, not going to eat that. Nope, not going to eat that. So it's going to be interesting to see what else happens. I couldn't eat it either. It looks gross. Yeah, Yeah, it does. It's just, you know, it's like just a... They, you see the... It like, looks like a hoof, like, or whatever. Yeah, and they pan... Ugh. They get the camera and look into the the pot that they're cooking in, and it's just this white, creamy-looking, just and there's just stuff in there. It just does not look appetizing at all. So, despite what people say, oh, it's so good, you gotta try it. I'm like, no thanks. I'm good. Not for me. So, yeah. Like I said, I only got to watch Legends House the one time, and it was during the weekend, and... Um. There's a lot going on. Our case for Total Divas. Uh, you're going to watch it. Didn't, didn't watch it. Watch deal it. with it. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah, deal with so, it. So, so I mean, shit, shit, shit happens. 
Yeah. It was Mother's Day and then other shit, so. Then, uh, because I missed, uh, three, or I missed it on Sunday. Then I have, uh, on demand, but the box wasn't working Monday or Tuesday, so I was like, Mm. fudge. Sad times. So, uh, so yeah, so that's pretty much how we close out Legends House. Time to go into the hot topics for this week. Uh, we had our Top Rope Tuesday Clutch City Productions prize pack giveaway. Uh, this week, all you had to do was finish Ryan's quote was, uh, um, by the power. Yeah, by the power, and uh, a lot of people got a, got a good response this week. And uh, this week's winner, Gary Anders. So congratulations! You're going to be winning a prize pack courtesy of Top Rope Tuesday Clutch City Productions. Really good stuff. So uh, uh, this week, who, who should whose week is it this week? Uh, Ryan went last week. I don't know. Okay, so I mean, if y'all want to do one together, or Tyler or Doug, y'all y'all decide. Coin toss. Big guy out. Shit. Hmm. 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 What do you think? Hmm. 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 Dead air. Dead air. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something. I'll just keep uh, saying dead air so it's less awkward. Okay, yeah, you do that. <laughs> dead air. <laughs> dead air. Hey, just write in and tell us uh, who would win between uh, <laughs> Demon Form Way Bri- Bryant. Yeah, I can't not talk. Bray and Wyatt. Bray Wyatt and uh, Cyborg Daniel Bryan and why. And why? If you just put a winner, then you, sorry, you're a little bit too lazy to win a t-shirt. And a, use your okay. imagination. Yeah, yeah, use your imagination, and then whatever. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Who yeah. wins and why? Yeah, Demon Bray Wyatt versus Cyborg Daniel Bryan. There you go. Hell yeah! So thank you. Again, if you just put a winner, you're disqualified. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're a previous why. winner, you're disqualified. And yeah, multiple answers, pre- you're disqualified. Yeah. yeah. Nice try. Don't enter again. Yeah. And if you're Greg Collie, you're disqualified. Yeah. Screw you, Collie. <laughs> Because great, like WWE superstars can't play in this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there yeah. you go. So, uh, also, right. we call he gets kickbacks from us anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, this week's Top Rope Tuesday Clutch City Productions Prize Pack Challenge list who would win between Demon Bray Wyatt or Cybernetic Daniel Bryan and why? Yeah. So, you got to get And why is very important. Yes. Don't be lazy. So, there you go. Other bit of hot topic news we have JR stating he does not. Want to be in the Legends House? He needs to be part of the Legends House so he can cook some good stuff for people. Yeah, where's that barbecue going to come yeah, from? Yeah, man. Or whoever is in the Legends House, they just leave a copy of uh, his cookbook in there. Yeah. And let the whoever cook it. There you go. So, Doug, what are your thoughts on Jr. not wanting to be in the Legends House? He bombed. Uh, what else? I mean, what else? I just want to do all that it's shit. my prerogative. Yeah. <laughs> do what I want to do. So that takes us into the Q&A portion of the show. Your I used questions. to have that on tape. Bobby Brown in the house. Oh, man. Our we answers. Need to do th- we need to play that shit. First question coming to us from Thomas. Drop it low, son. Drop it low, son. Drop it, drop it low, son. Saying, for anyone who watches Impact Wrestling, you'll know that MVP turned heel and announced he will face Eric Young for the TNA World Heavyweight title at Slammiversary. But with MVP becoming the latest person to join the dark side, I wanted to get your thoughts on heel authority figures in wrestling. From Vince McMahon to Vicky Guerrero, Eric Bischoff to Dixie Carter, there's never been a shortage of heel GMs, but what do you think of them? A, a necessary part of wrestling, detracting from straightforward wrestler-wrestler feuds. Your thoughts. 
Uh, I think they're played out. I mean, the only more played out thing in professional wrestling than, or the only thing as, stop doing this around like an idiot. You're freaking me out, man. You're really distracting It's the me. demon. Demon Plus has you've it. got that knife in your pocket now. Yeah. I feel like I got to watch you. I got an eye on you. That's my uh, work knife. You don't need a work knife. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, you don't need to pull it out on us. Like, heel authority figures are played out, and the only thing as played out as them is, like, invading factions. Um, I don't know. I think we could do without them for a while. I don't think it's a necessity. Another thing that's insanely played out is the spot where they throw them to the outside, and then they go to commercial. Just saying that. Yeah, but that's that's a, more of a move thing, and this is more of a... But it annoys the hell out of me. But anyways, I don't know. I feel like, the, I feel like GMs are important to an extent because, you know... If you if you have guys come out there and say I challenge you to the title, you know you don't have an authority figure to come out and say okay let's make this happen. You know like you got to feel like there's someone in charge in a sense. I guess board of directors, son. board of directors, commissioner, whatever you want to call them. Uh, there's got to be someone out there to to say oh I've spoken to you know you have to have that voice out there. So you know it's. But he's saying specifically, heel ones. Um, I don't care about. Whether they're heel or face, as long as they... How, what about know. just right down the middle? Hey, that's fine, too. I'm okay with that. If they can pull that off. So, but yeah. How about you, Tyler? Nothing? Nothing. Okay. Cyborg. Cyborg. Cybernetic. Plus, you MVP, the... MVP turned because DNA. That's why. <laughs> yeah. So, Is don't he, worry. He'll, well, be he, back in, yeah. he'll be back to normal in two months. So. Oh, he hasn't been... At, well, he hasn't been that company that long he's no. been a face mm-hmm. that short amount of time he's been there he came to be the change uh, he's secretly with dixie carter even though he, <laughs> he was fighting her yeah fuck it so anyways so next question coming to us from sayer from youtube saying hello guys as the wyatts have established themselves on the sayer. main card what do you think the future brings for these three guys and their gimmick Personally, I love them at the moment, but when I saw their promo on Raw and the pay-per-view match, I kind of fell to the conclusion that their current gimmick is about to get a bit stale, and it won't take long before the crowd and people backstage turns on them. Uh, Another solid podcast, guys. Didn't even notice Tyler wasn't there. Creds to Ryan. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit. (laughs) Tyler's the heart and soul of this show. It would be a much different show without Tyler. That's bullshit. Without A-Bear, there is no show. I know there's times where I don't talk as much. I'll, I'll admit the that. fans won't care unless there's a bear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler is the glue that holds this shit together. <laughs> so, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on the Wyatts? Where where do you see their gimmick going? Well, I mean, they can only do the the cryptic thing for so long without giving any like um, answers. No. Uh, they and haven't also- established like a any motivation for them really mm-hmm. they could also do like also they're going to repeat themselves I would think you know if they keep on doing the same stuff like all the cryptic I think they would repeat well there's the thing is is they they, they seem to want to play both sides they want to do the um, they want to do the weird cryptic like you know you know in Dark Knight where the, uh, the the whole Joker thing is like some men just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. Well, they kind of want to have their cake and eat it too. With it. They want to play like they're just weird because they're just weird and they just want to do weird stuff. Mm-hmm. But then they keep alluding to a, a higher a, a higher meaning. And if you don't ever like pull back and, and say what the higher meaning is, then it, it, it's it's irrelevant. He wants to watch the world burn. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. 
you know, I don't know where they're gonna go after Cena. Yeah, there's no telling. But uh, what's really, what's really gonna be fucked up is if Brian has to vacate the title. That's really gonna fuck up the whole scene. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But thank you for the question. We do appreciate it. Next one's coming to us from Stephen Jones from YouTube saying, Hey guys, thanks for last week's answer to my question on who you'd like to see return. Speaking of Lana's legs, yeah, the Twitter page you were talking about also retweeted me about Lana's legs as well. The pay-per-view wasn't too bad. I like Daniel Bryan versus Kane and the Shield versus Evolution was just awesome, as I hoped it would be. What are some matches you guys would like to see soon or down the road? So, uh, so is the Twitter account twi- role playing as Lana's legs yet? I don't believe so. I don't. I don't care. I'll check. I don't Neither care. Like, well, I know, but on the bandwagon. Well, I mean, you took it? the time to ask, so I'll take some time to, to to look it up. No, I just like I'm only interested. I'm only interested if they're if the Twitter is role playing as her legs. And yeah. Like tweeting as her legs. They should. Like today, I came <laughs> out in the lovely red skirt. <laughs> I don't know, but but. What are some matches or feuds you guys would like to see here in the in the coming weeks? I mean, down in the general? road. He says see soon or down the road. Or down in the general? road. Yeah. Like anywhere or WWE specifically? Open book. Potpourri. What? I assume that they would Potpourri. say WWE. What does that mean? It means just any any and everything. I said, I mean, I assume WWE because he's talking about that, but I guess it could be any... Thing. I know that we talked about, you know, down the road for WWE, we want to see uh, Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah, for sure. That. Here are the, oh, here, show for that. Here are the last three tweets from Lana's legs. At Lana WWE's legs. Uh, Lana's legs. Hashtag V-N-I-M-A-N-I-E. Vimanie. What does that uh, mean? It's what she would say before when she first came out. Vimanie. What does it mean? I don't know. Uh, hashtag Lana's legs, WWE, Raw, Ravishing Russian, Ice Queen, and then there's a picture of of her standing on the stage. So they're basically tweeting a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. They're just tweeting hashtags. The, the well, the next one says more of Lana's hot legs on Raw, Ravishing Russia, Lana's legs. Get creative. Let me. What's the what is the uh, Lana WWE's legs at Lana WWE? At, legs. Yeah. If you're listening, you're probably not. But if you're listening, come on. Be more Come original. Man. Pretend you are the legs. Yeah. 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 We'll follow you then. Mm-hmm. And Maybe. we don't. Maybe. That doesn't necessarily mean much because we don't have a whole lot of followers, but we do have Lisa Marie there right now. <laughs> yeah, we do. Check and make sure she didn't unfollow us before we discuss. <laughs> <laughs> before we start making some. Hey, I at least took a screenshot of it, so she can't go back. We can, on prove, it. We can prove. She still follows us. Okay. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, look. So like, it should say like, "Oh, I'm tired. I walked." Uh, everywhere today. Yeah. <laughs> it's tired carrying Rusev through these matches. <laughs> uh, I want to see Cesaro and Luke Harper one on one in a WWE environment. They've had many matches in the past, but I would like to see them mix it up in the Fed ring. As far as a non WWE match, I would really like to see. Oh, let's see. I would really like to see Michael Elgin versus Shingo Takagi, but it's probably not going to happen unless um, unless Elgin like is about to get signed or something, and he drop he gets released from his ROH contract, and DGUSA gets to 
suddenly starts to get booking the Japanese dudes again. Hmm. I'd really like to see that. Uh, I don't know if this has happened, hap- uh, happen, but this is kind of uh, random, and Doug can confirm if this has happened, right? AJ Styles versus AR Fox. Uh, nothing I'm aware of. That'd be cool. Yeah, good matches, guys. So, um, thank you for the question. Next- IDG- uh, IWGP champion AJ Styles at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, uh, thank you for the question. Next question coming to us from Victor. Victor. Saying, yet again, the episode is great. Nice to hear from Ryan again. I rolled laughing when Daniel screamed, forever! But I do have a question. What wrestler do you think you could take on in promo in a promo, and what wrestler would you be afraid to promo against? And please explain why. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I probably can't take on anyone in promos for sure. Oh, bullshit. The bullshit. Bullshit. Cut a, cut a promo as no. Cy- no, 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 cut a promo right now as Cyborg Dino Bryan and talk oh in a robot God. voice. Talk in a robot voice. No. You can do it. We have faith in I'll you. I'll give you a dollar right now. That's a whole dollar. I need that dollar. Uh, he needs that dollar. Cut, More than you know. Twenty sec- Give me 20 seconds of Cyborg Bryan promo in a robot voice and I'll give you... <laughs> That's right. Oh, look, oh. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting it out. <laughs> He's getting the dollar ready in his bent on destruction awesome wallet. You know what? I'm gonna make. Cool. I'm gonna make it three. Okay. Three dollars for twenty is seconds it, of your time, promo, sir. Like to the fans or Any, your choice. Dealer's choice. I mean, you can start off with. Just talk like a robot. Well, let me tell you something, Mean <laughs> oh, yeah. Gene. Although, is it? Would he have the robotic voice being cyborg or uh, android? Um. I would think the android would have. I kind of just robot. wanted to talk like a robot. <laughs> okay, yeah, just talk like a robot for twenty seconds. As Cyborg Dana Bryan. Okay. <laughs> okay. Your voice box is cy- is a cyborg. Okay, also. sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> just waving dollars, and he's wearing green. He wants oh, that. He wants man. that money. Here comes money. money Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. He comes out there, money, and I guess money, money, it was money, like, money, money, uh, money. oh my god, dollar, 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 uh. Ching, ching, bling, bling, but the cheddar. <laughs> you ain't talking money, then you're talking don't matter. <laughs> okay. This is going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck hasn't been weird tonight? Come on. Okay, <laughs> okay with y'all. <laughs> I wouldn't be here without y'all, the fans. Yes. 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 <laughs> y'all got me these robotic arms and parts. <laughs> Hey, that last part uh, wasn't robot enough. You gotta uh, redo it. And don't forget the missile. These robotic parts. So I'm here to kick ass and take names, or take names and kick ass. And don't <laughs> so, forget the missile catchphrase. It's like suck on this or something. Whatever. Suck on this rocket. <laughs> suck on this rocket. <laughs> suck on this rocket. <laughs> Doug has fallen to the floor. <laughs> I think that was I a good 20 seconds. Yeah. Cry robotic tears of joy. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. And then we can do like a whole robotic. (laughs) What is it? Without y'all, I would not be here. (laughs) You earned those. You earned those three dollars. I got three dollars. Yeah, you can buy so much more Gordettos now. Good stuff. Congratulations, totally Sally. Worth this $3. $3 richer. 
So, uh, um, thank you, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, Tyler. <laughs> God. So like earnestly, like <laughs> this means so much. <laughs> this means the world. Um, so yeah. So uh, final question coming to us from Chris saying, <laughs> "Hey, wait, hey, what's that? What's that girl's name? That or lady? She might be a full grown lady. I don't know. <laughs> I was. She was like, yo, I need. Uh, she wanted me to to do the heel baby face thing. Yeah." Christine? I think I saw, yeah, Christine. That's right. okay. Christine. She was like, uh, yo, did I miss the answer or whatever? No, here's the thing. Like, uh, what I, what I intended to do, like, if you've been, if you've been listening to this show for any length of time, you know, my general feelings about that stuff. What I, whenever I was like table, it, hold on, I'm going to do a big thing about it. What I intended to do was like, just make, I just wanted to take all the talking points and all the, you know, arguments from people, tell her you're, Throw me off the plane with money. It's like three okay, whole dollars. And then three I was whole dollars. I, I was just gonna go through and kind of like rebuttal everybody's other things. I, but you know, I really don't have time right now to do like a big essay thing about it. And uh, I'm just too busy. And uh, the real life shit I got to do comes before the podcast shit I got to do. So you're probably not gonna get an answer like that in any in that form like anytime soon. So eh, I don't know. Sorry to let you down. But uh, it is what it is. Yep. There you go. Fair enough. I, I don't have the time to do it, man. Yeah. And, and it's not like I haven't answered it. The sh- the, if you just really want to answer it, the short answer is you can cheer whoever you want for any reason you want. I just take issue with some of the reason people choose right. to people. Okay. <coughs> so uh, final question or scenario coming to us from Chris saying, hey, um, here's the good what if topic for discussion. What if all this Kane versus Brian stuff is actually just a way of solidifying that Brian and Bree are together inside the ring as well as outside, and they are trying to induce them, uh, introduce them as a power couple? All this is actually just for setting up the return of CM Punk, who will, who will return with AJ Lee by his side, and CM Punk and AJ will. I guess be the new Edge and Lita, and then Punk will feud with Brian. It's a stretch, but anything in the WWE creative bubble is possible, no matter how genius or bizarre. And of course, this would only be possible if Punk does in fact come back. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, as far as solidifying, I'm still out of breath from laughing at Tyler. <laughs> uh, um, as far as solidifying them as a couple on screen, I think that's pretty plausible. It seemed like maybe even their intention, but uh, mm-hmm. as far as the feuding with Punk and AJ, I, I don't think that was the case. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting concept, though, but I don't yeah. see it happening. So, But thank you for the question. Make sure to submit your questions on our Facebook page, WNS Podcast, our YouTube page, WNS Video. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're also on... Uh Stitcher, Player.fm, and Beyond Pod. Just search Wrestling News Podcast to find us. Um, yeah, Twitter. The at WN Source for the main site, but they don't need it, and we do, even though we now have Lisa Marie Varon. Yeah, and she actually sent us a a response tweet because I sent out one that said, you know, major thanks to our buddies from Clutch City Productions as well as uh, as well as Lisa for coming on to the show, and that it was an awesome interview. And uh, she said, "Thanks, guys." So cool, very cool. Yeah, we needed a lot more. 
come follow us at WNS Podcast. Yeah. If you can't get enough of Daniel and who can, it's at, at WNS underscore Daniel. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tyler is not ever going to tweet about anything, but you should follow him <laughs> at Tyler underscore uh, Aber. stuff ever now and then. I retweeted something that's not wrestling related last week, whatever. I know it's whoop to do, but I'll do stuff every now and then. But follow Tyler at Tyler underscore Aber anyway. Let him know how much you like his promo. <laughs> Tyler, you should just do a gimmick. Pro- you should do a gimmick style uh, Twitter and just tweet as a robot or something. <laughs> Cyber, cyber, cyber Brian. That would be more entertaining. <laughs> Change your Twitter here to Cyber Daniel Brian. <laughs> Create a picture. Yeah. And it'd be like, we can take the robot chicken and Daniel Bryan and splice them together. There you go. I just got some new fixings on my arm. Yeah. Had a circuit go down. Might be out of commission for I the next day or two. You can uh, follow a lot of his legs. <laughs> <laughs> and Paige's ass. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's cybernetic arm. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go for the podcast crew. I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler A. Bear. <laughs> 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 I'm Doug. <laughs> we'll catch you all next week.